Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of the TBH Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Henry, joined here by Ethan Jordan and Koki Riley. Alex Weiner still wrapping up some post coverage for the Olympics in Bristol. And guys, uh, there was a game, I think, back in the yesteryear of last week. Um, the Super Bowl apparently happened. Uh, we would have talked about it sooner, but uh, I, I got very sick. So we're back uh, to break it down and to talk a little bit about some postseason implications here. Obviously, all the major points have been covered to death. Um, but before we get into that, wanted to give a quick update on the final picks uh, for this one. I ended up taking it, I believe, at 10-3 and three with the prop bets. The fan vote came in at 10-3. and three. We should have given the fans a chance to do prop bets. That was kind of an oversight on my part. Um, Alex at 9-4, and four, and then I believe Ethan and Koki tied at 8-5. and five. Um, prop bets were a lot of fun. Gatorade shower kind of ended up being what decided it again. But guys, in terms of the game itself, Ethan, we'll uh, we'll start with you here. Any any overall thoughts that you want to give again? I know that the game itself has kind of been talked to death at this point, but we didn't have a show until today. So a chance to, to kind of break it all down. I want to talk about how it's complete bullshit that the Super Bowl MVP had a QBR of 36. That's just wrong. Come on. <laughs> he had the worst QBR in the game and he won the MVP. I can't believe it. Sickening. That's all I got. Okay. 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 <laughs> that was strange. All right. We now kick, we now kick it over to Koki for a thirty minute monologue on the Super Bowl, Mister Riley. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I, I should. Why do I join these podcasts? I should just not join these these stray bullets, man. <laughs> oh. Okay. He says that, um, but he's still going to talk for twenty minutes. <laughs> You're on the clock. <laughs> You know, I, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to talk even longer if you want me to, you know, because you guys are asking for, I, I will deliver. Um, yeah. I, Tyler makes a good point that a lot of the talking points have been talked to death. Um, when I, I watched, actually watched this game in Boston because I was at a wedding over the weekend. So um, on the trip back, I was just not like his listening. own wedding. No, not my own wedding. Uh, thank you for the clarification, Ethan. I um, was a stray. <laughs> that was that was Ethan is he's on one today, man. He is he is on one. Um, uh, but yeah, so I was just like reading articles and listening to like Super Bowl podcasts like a maniac. And I don't know, a lot of different takeaways. Um, I, I think the thing that I, I took away from it maybe the most was how poorly Sean McVay coached the football game. I mean, the amount of times they were just running the ball on first down for no reason whatsoever was just absolutely maddening the whole entire time. I wasn't even looking on Twitter, and I just knew Twitter was absolutely um, imploding on itself while it was still while it was happening. And I mean, they, the reason why they won that game is because they finally got away from that running game. They finally got away from those condensed sets, those condensed sets, and opened up things and ran faster tempo. And it was even without even with only one wide receiver, basically because Odell got hurt, they were able to punch it in the end zone and win the game. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like their defensive line won them the game. And I, I think it's kind of silly that Aaron Donald wasn't the Super Bowl MVP. I kind of know why he wasn't because I, I mean, apparently they had to submit their votes at the two minute warning, which is usually how those things sort of work as someone who's actually voted for some of these player of the game awards before. Um, but it's still kind of a shame that Donald didn't win it. That's my opinion. So yeah, I think, yeah, it would have been, Really a shame if he had actually gotten the sack on the last play, too. And then it's like, sorry, dude, you didn't do enough. Three sacks isn't enough. 
Oh, yeah. No, there, there are two individual players that I do want to talk about. One of them you touched on. It's Cooper Cup. Um, I, I think Cooper Cup consistently throughout the year got a lot of respect, but I think he didn't get enough respect. Um, I, I think there were some that, that said it would be disrespectful to put him in the same tier as Devontae Adams. Um, there were a lot of people that said, you know, he's, he's great, but he's not a top tier wide receiver. He's only doing this because Robert Woods is hurt. Um, I just wanted to point out Cooper cup finishes this season with a triple crown led the league in receptions in yards in touchdowns, one offensive player of the year and one super bowl MVP. There is one other wide receiver that has ever done that in the course of a career. His name is Jerry rice. He is one of the few players at his position that is undisputed as the greatest of all time. Uh, and Cooper cup did that in a season. Now, is this going to be sustainable? I don't know, but I do think at this point, regardless of whether you want to say it's a one, a one B situation with Adams, whoever else you may want to throw in there. I think to say that Cooper Cup is not has not proven himself as one of the top two receivers in the league, I think is is disrespectful. I don't know how many people are still on that train. I just I remember hearing that throughout the course of the year. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm not sure who by the end of the season was like, Yeah, Cup hasn't done enough for me. I not a real good receiver, you know. He's just I don't think anyone was saying that by the end of the season. I can understand it at the beginning of the season because it's like, oh, okay. You saw him with Jared Goff, like of course, he's not going to look as good as he did throughout the rest of the season. He needed a real quarterback, and he got one, and he took full advantage. And he's been terrific. Can't say enough about him. It's, in my opinion, the greatest season by a receiver ever, period, single mm-hmm. season. Um, nobody else is, other than Jerry Rice, I guess, has done it. And he had more yards than Jerry Rice, and all of you can say whatever you want. Jerry Rice had Joe Montana. And Jerry whatever. Rice played in a different era where no one really threw the ball, and yeah. it was a lot harder to make those vertical plays, and he was still like the most dominant receiver year in year. I don't know if it's the greatest receiving season ever. Um, it's one of the best ones in recent memory. Uh, I mean, it's hard to – again, it's so hard to compare football now to 1988 or whatever, um, but – yeah, I, I mean, credit the Cooper Cup. He went from kind of an overrated fantasy player, like solid number, like 1A, 2, like 2A, 1B receiver to like actually being like a really elite guy. So and part of it's he improved and part of it's because like Stafford could, I, I guess, sort of uh, take advantage of his strengths better than Goff could, mostly because he could drive the ball downfield. And, well, because um, he's, he's Matt Stafford and not J- Jared Goff. Um also, really quickly, Ethan, you and I, uh, some validation from this. We uh, we were big on Stafford beginning of the year, and he ends up coming back and winning a Super Bowl. Um, and, and with all the highs that we've discussed, uh, we must also take a moment to talk about uh, one of the one of the low individual performances. <clears throat> um, Eli Apple is one of the worst corners in the NFL. More to the point, Ethan brought up on the show last week, or maybe it was Koki, forget, forgive me if I'm wrong about this. One of you brought up the fact that he is far and away the third-rated cornerback on his own team, and for some reason, they kept lining him up on Cooper Cup, which just well, seemed like a terrible idea. I could take some time to explain this a little bit. So I, I, don't, I don't mind. Go ahead, go ahead. So Chidobe Awuzie got hurt in like the second quarter. That was a big factor in this. So what they decided to do is throw Hilton on um, 
throw Hilton on what what teams do a lot is they'll throw Hilton on the number the, the number one corner who was Hilton at the time they'll throw him on the top receiver and then they'll play Apple who's the number three corner but they'll have a direct double team with the safety so it's just a hard double team time and time again but in that last drive where Cup got all those receptions and then eventually the touchdown Apple was left on him one-on-one because it was harder to do double team because the Rams were speeding it up more they were widening 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 the formation more and that that was the main reason why they were able to finally break out those double teams it's it's the weird part is that mcveigh didn't do that earlier he didn't by like not upping the tempo earlier not being more creative and not you know and by running the ball that much and just being so static in those really static looks like it, it really hurt their offense and it, it's just it was, wild to me that they didn't decide to do that earlier because there was a there was a pretty clear solution to this it was weird to me it was weird to keep running the ball on first down it didn't make any sense. Well, it was weird. It's like McVeigh. As soon as Beckham went down, it's like it's like oh, we can't throw the ball anymore. Like we got to go like more static. Like once we don't have Odell, it's like well, do you? Because once a woozy went down, it's like right. Either either Cup is going to be open or Jefferson is, and and I, Jefferson I had a tough game. Like he just wasn't good. At least from what I, from my understanding of like looking over some analysis, like reading, like reading and listening to some analysis, and just like watching the game. Um, but I mean, it's hard to blame the guy. Like his 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 wife was in labor, mm-hmm. like like halftime during the game. I was like, what a wild night for Ben Jefferson. I, yeah, um, I know it, but I, and I wonder, you know, with once Beckham went down, he's getting the top corner on him. It, it's tough. I mean, who are you going to cover? What what's that fellow's name? Skaronic. Uh, yeah, I know terrible. who you are speaking that of. I was but not I, good. Yeah, yeah no, they, 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 they didn't really have that other that other option. But the Trey Hopkins, made, Bryson I, I, Hopkins. My bad. His name is Bryson Hopkins. Oh, so him, the tight end, no one ever ever heard of, including myself, until the game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he gets a catch. And you're like, okay. who? We, he wasn't he was in okay. our analysis. Um, your your point your point is correct. They this schematically it does make sense. But the point remains: when you talk a metric ton of shit on Twitter, (laughs) on every former city you have played in, on former teammates, on opponents, on the team you squeaked by a week ago, and then you give up not one, but two touchdowns in a relatively low-scoring Super Bowl, including the game winner. All the internet had fun. Oh, I had fun. Oh, it was great. Maybe part of it was the fever. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. There was a diss track. There were memes. Annie Agar got a couple of shots in. Uh, Eli Applecott just a body and then another body and then another body and also I don't know if you guys saw this I'm actually almost glad the show came out a little bit later just because this happened did you see Eli Apple's response to all of this oh I did I you know what I respect Eli Apple for this because you know if you're gonna talk this much shit you can't like lose and then be like oh I'm, I'm sorry oh, my bad no he comes out he just doubles down I have I have you gotta double down y'all reawoke a fire in me that will only make me stronger and I'm I love beyond it. excited to unleash that demon again to exponential levels this on any opponent that lines up across from me next season. My favorite thing about this tweet is the first person I saw that retweeted it put Eli Apple, and it goes, it's the it's the format where he's like, I'm about to unleash a demon so hard. And then you see who's across from him, and it's the unemployment line. It's like one well, of those. I was going to say, I was going to say, he's going to release that <laughs> demon on the like Edmonton Elks or something, the Ottawa oh, Red yes. Blacks. Yes, he's going to be an XFL, XFL, XFL Eli Apple. I know. I know. He's not uh, that bad. Really quickly, final thought on Eli Apple. I just, I love this 
just because, again, I'm a Saints fan. I hated him when he was on my team. I hate him now that he's off my team. Uh, final note on him. Uh, drafted 10th overall in the NFL draft. 10th. 10th overall. In the, the first Giants round. were like, give me that. Has five career interceptions in five NFL seasons. But really quickly, I, Ethan, this is a trivia question for you. In that same NFL draft, who did the Broncos take with the 26th overall pick? Do you know? Which draft was this? 2016, I believe. With the 26th overall pick. It was a quarterback. Oh, was it a... It wasn't Mr. Locke, was it? No. No, he hasn't been there that long. No, he's the second But this round. was no, another... Paxton Lynch. It was Paxton Lynch! Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> First round draft pick, Paxton Lynch! And then uh, just for just for fun, in the second round, the Jets also took uh, good old Christian Hackenberg that year. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, I thought that's where you were going with that's, that. That's all I had to say about Eli Apple. I've had my fun. Um, there was one thing kind of taking a look ahead here now that we've talked about the game itself, because, again, a lot of people have already broken. Hold on. I want to defend Eli Apple for a moment. It's, oh, wow. You have better odds. I, of defending I, I already Ethan, I thought I did that already. Okay. Ethan, I'll say this. You have better odds of defending Eli Apple than Eli Apple has of defending <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Eli Apple was not the worst part of this game for the Bengals. That's the thing. He wasn't even the worst thing on the field. Ooh. At I least like he was take. out there. The offensive line wasn't shouldn't have even showed up. The, the, Why even? We got to talk about this. Why? <laughs> Here's my question. Here's my thing. If you're the Bengals, right? Why waste the money on the plane ticket? Why even bother bringing them in? It doesn't matter. They had an 18 percent win rate. 18 percent. Yeah, pass block win rate, which is basically yeah. to explain what it is. Yeah, it it. Can you block the guy in front of you for two? Did the offensive line block the guys in front of them for two and a half seconds or more? It was so if they do it for more than two, yeah, they do it for more than two and a half seconds, then it's a win. If they do it for less than, yes, that that that's, that tells oh, you how no. bad it was. Well, no, the worst was rate the season. That was the worst rate the season. Tyler. I guarantee it was the you. Worst rate. I guarantee you. You lower it to two seconds, maybe even one and a half. That number might go up to like thirty or forty. It was. They were abysmal, dude. It was so bad. Burrow was pressured on. 43% of his dropbacks. 43% this man was under duress. Uh, look, and, 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 they shattered, shattered the record for most sacks in a postseason. I did see By that. By seven. Yeah. And, 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 and they did a and, good and, job and, of game planning, too. It's not yeah, like they, no. it's not like they just did play action dropbacks the whole game. Like they got the ball out quick. They, they exposed the middle of the field. Like Ethan they, and I were talking about. The they, they tried. The this the is moment the Rams brought bodies up close to the line of scrimmage is when all of a sudden hell broke loose because that, because they couldn't expose the, them over the top because of course, Joe Burrow has less than two and a half seconds to throw the football. It was so hideous. This, this is probably going to be maybe the most ignorant comment that I've ever made on the show. So just, I, I just, I, I acknowledge this before I say oh, it. Boy. Like, I'm not a football player. Like, I played football for two years. Like, I understand some things, but I'm not like, I don't get the game on that level. But also, and, and I also get that it's Von Miller and it's, it's, it's Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. and it's yeah. that D line. But if you weigh 315 pounds, two and a half to three seconds on more than 18% of the dropbacks. Seems like a reasonable thing to act. Like, just be in the way a little bit better. Like, again, I know that's well, a dumb statement, but like, well, eighteen well, percent is it. unacceptable. I mean, that's well, Koki said it. 
It was the worst number the whole year. I didn't realize it that. was the and worst team. number the whole year. First worst oh. rating of the whole year. That includes the Titans Bengals game. Huh. <laughs> and they had, so. like, they had held up in a lot of those other previous games. Like they had been, that we kept saying, is the O-line going to be the problem? And it kind of was, but like not, and they kept it was in the they, they got away with it in the Titans game because the Titans offense couldn't expo- couldn't do anything Tana with thrill. it yeah. because of Tana yeah. throw mostly. But in this game, it was like they had the answer to the to the I mean, they had I mean, they had an answer to their crippling problem. But the crippling problem was so crippling that it even mm-hmm. crippled the answer well, once the Rams adjusted. Like I like the, the, the Bengals outcoached the Rams in this game. Like I if you on both sides of the ball and. They still they lost because their offensive line was that bad at football. Well, like it's well, it's that simple. We we don't talk about it enough because they made the Super Bowl as like just a given. The Bengals almost just took the Super Bowl. Like yeah, they, they almost no, won. They could have yeah, won this they, game. It would have been. They almost won it. They had no business being in the Super Bowl. None. They are the worst team we said since 1983 to make a Super Bowl according to DVOA. Yikes! And, and it, you look at back of the Titans game. If Tannehill is not abysmal they win the football game the chiefs just declined to do anything <laughs> the chiefs that made any e. sense that was inexplicable it's and, ha- yeah. it, Reed that has was done bad it before. coaching and yeah. then sean mcveigh was like hey guys I i'm gonna give you guys you, a chance i got you i got you and it's like how is this happening and then i i swore i swore as they were driving down the field in that last drive i was like either mcpherson's hitting a kick or they're scoring a touchdown. The Bengals are winning this game. Like I was yeah. pretty convinced just because of really? all the nonsense that had happened. I don't know. And it would have been, and it, and it would have been. They they would have been probably. I mean, again, by that same logic, they would have been the worst team since the '80s to win a Super Bowl. If they, it would have been like if the Garoppolo Niners had beaten the Chiefs a few years back. Like it would have been. The Garoppolo Niners were good, other than Garoppolo. Well, yeah. No, you have a point there. Um, so, so that actually leads me perfectly into a question that I posed to our, our dear friends on Twitter, and it's one that I wanted to ask you guys as well. So obviously, if the Bengals have half a brain, they're going to invest in that offensive line. They're going to get better. They have Burrow. They have the offensive talent. They have a lot of really good pieces on defense, despite a lot of free agents. But the thing that I keep asking is, are the Bengals going to make it back to the Super Bowl in the next three years that seems like a reasonable window to me i think it's possible i am not going to guarantee it though i don't i don't know that it happens like i the bills and chiefs exist and i don't know there's just something about this team they felt like like ethan said the juju magic this year like they just they kept pulling it off they kept surviving it was interesting to me 60 percent. we had almost 100 voters on the 60 percent of people said no which originally it was worse than that but i don't know like next three years i'd like to see him there i just i don't i don't i don't think it's gonna happen I don't know. Their their team building process isn't totally sound. And I was arguing with people on Twitter about this, like I think the Monday after the game about the difference between giving credit to a team for making a decision and saying, oh, and it, and it working out and them having a bad process to getting that to that decision, but having it work out anyway. Like there's a difference between those two things. Like process matters. If you have good process, there's a better chance you get better results. Just because you have bad process doesn't mean you're automatically going to get bad results, but it's more likely you're going to get bad results. Like picking a wide receiver at number five overall when he isn't obviously the number one wide receiver, that's not good process, but it worked out for them. Building your entire defense on free age on veteran free agents is bad process but it worked out for them, you know, like how it's like, is how sustainable. My point is how sustainable is their model? 
And that goes even beyond the point where their offensive line is an absolute joke. And they didn't put, didn't put any real resources outside of Jonah Williams to fix that offensive line over the last three years, knowing that they've had, uh, we're either going to get Joe Burrow or had Joe Burrow on their team. So, I mean, that doesn't, and that, and again, that point doesn't even get to the point that Tyler came up with, obviously is the, is the Josh Allen factor, the Patrick Mahomes factor. Um, I mean, all it, their own divisions really tough, but I, you can go all the way down the line. The AFC, Justin Herbert, even um, the AFC is a bloodbath. And even if they had good process, it would be tough to sort of argue for them definitely making the Super Bowl in the next three years. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has not made the Super Bowl since he won the Super Bowl. Like, think about that. Like, it's hard, man. And and we keep on saying the AFC is tougher than the, than the NFC. So, I don't know. And, I, and it's, it's only going right to get tougher when, and it's only going to get tougher when Aaron Rodgers joins the Broncos. Um. <laughs> I, I I so hope it doesn't happen. Just you too, so, but like if so it, the Broncos talk shows can just lose their minds. And well, so that actually go ahead, Ethan. No, I I I hope he doesn't come, and I I hope no quarterback comes because it's funny to watch. All right, fair enough. So so let's talk let's talk Super Bowl odds for next year because this was also interesting to me. I looked at this list. I saw what Vegas had put out uh, right around the time that the Super Bowl ended. So the the top. Well, before we get into the the top teams, just very quickly, can you guys guess the the ten teams with the worst Super Bowl odds? Oh, I haven't this seen this actually. Year? Okay. Um, some of these gonna, are exactly what you would expect. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm going to throw some teams out here. All right. Uh, you know who I have to start with. Your New York football Jets. Damn right. <laughs> Jet up. Uh, the New York football Giants. Yes. Jacks. Yep. Of course. I, I, I want to make a quick point. It's, it's New York. Why can't you be good at football? Anyway, continue. Like Lions. Yep. Did you just say the of Lions? Course. You said the Jags. Yeah, I said the, I said the yeah, Lions Jags, and the Jags. I said Jags, both. Lions, Jets, and Giants. G- Giants, yeah. Those so are your, are, yes, hmm. you have six left. The Panthers. The Panthers are on the list, yes. Also, the Jets have the third worst Super Bowl odds. The Giants are fifth worst, just, just so you know. Is that the lowest teams we've gotten so far? Uh, no, the Lions are in dead last, oh, okay, as they should last. be. I was going to say, I was like... Yeah, the Lions should be in dead last. Um, hmm... I feel like I'm overthinking. I think there's this. some gray. Yeah. You're missing some yeah. really obvious ones. There's there a couple are, obvious ones. Probably, there, there's right? one you really should have had by now. Yeah, that's I don't probably remember true. who Koki said no. So see, uh, it's been you guys it's have been gotten, like a lifetime since we've watched regular season NFL football. That's true. These teams, these teams haven't been play, in front of us so. for a while. You guys we only watch have, good football teams. You guys, well, have I mean, the Lions, well, you get the playoffs. That's that's all yeah. you see. So Lions, Jets, Jags, Giants, Panthers. Those are the easy on the good football teams. The Texans, by the way, Tyler. Thank you. There it is. That was the team. Yeah. All right. So you got four left in the bottom ten. Okay, I got one. I got one. This is my first one where I'm like the Bears. You are correct. Not oh, only are the Bears one. in the bottom ten, the them. Bears have the sixth worst Super Bowl odds oh, for next ooh. year. Ooh, ooh. Okay. How many do we need? Um, Three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some. I'm gonna throw a team out there. The Falcons. The Falcons. That is the People last. Really of the, don't oh, like the Falcons. That is the ooh. last of the ones where I look at and I go, "That's where the yeah, yeah." That's. that's. Um. You so know what? What? what, what I'm gonna so throw Monty, a team out here. Monty coaching. just said a said a team. What, what did he just? Yeah. Say? What, what did Monty say? Monty. Monty very well. He said. He's talking to me. Oh. I think we're He's giving an explanation too. I'm listening in. Oh. Oh. So they, they're not going to do that in the draft? Mm. That free agent Fourth loss is going to hurt. Hold on. Tell Alex he's been replaced. Monty. Monty's taking um, Alex's spot on the show. 
<laughs> is it, so I, you're not going to like shame me if I get like, no, 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 I'm not wrong for now. No, on, right? not unless you accidentally guess a team in the top 10. But aside from that, no, oh, I'm not okay, going to make fun of I'm not going to make fun of you. No, no, you're good. I'm not going to say the Broncos. So the Broncos are kind of risky because they, like there are some people who are like, oh, they're good Rogers, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to pick them. Um, Not the Saints. Not the Saints. No. The Saints could be there though. They um, could. They <laughs> they are really they really could. We could do a whole episode about how the Saints could be a bottom ten team next year. Yeah, uh, and fun. oh my that'd gosh, they might episode. they the might Saints be. are a fun subject. Oh boy. As a fan, I don't know if I'd call it fun. Well, for me, they're a fun subject. It's, as, it's, as someone who's not a Saints fan living right. in New Orleans, they're a fun it's certainly living in have we Louisiana. Any other ones? Uh, we kind of stalled no. for you. See, you yeah, we kind of stalled. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to think. Okay. I couldn't really think. I've got, Koki, I've got said, one. Koki said he wouldn't pick the Broncos. That's all that's come out. So. That's all I said. Who do you have, Ethan? I'm going to pick. This is my this is my wild and crazy guess. The Seahawks. No. No. They're going to be bad. The Seahawks, really I, I don't bad. disagree, but they're not in the bottom 10 for Vegas' mm. odds. Uh, this is, they're close. This is they're really borderline. interesting. But I, knew you, I knew you guys would get the first eight. It's these two that I was kind of like, I don't think they're going to get these. I'm not going with the Broncos either, Koki. I, Here's I a wild wait, guess. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move any further, because this was going to be another point, but you guys have both brought it up, so now I'm curious. Give me a number. Where do you think the Broncos are picked as far as their Super Bowl odds for next year if you were to go bet right now? 17. 17? I, I, I almost said 17, too. I'll go I'll right along. I, I literally was like, 17, guys, and then you said it. Guys, the Denver Broncos currently have the eighth best. Oh, <laughs> the Rogers. It's the Rogers effect. Rogers they coming, are ahead baby. of the Bucks and the Ravens for Super Bowl odds oh, right Ravens. now. That's silly. That's funny. The Bucks, that's I understand. The Bucks, I understand. The Bucks could take it. Another, the Bucks uh, here, could take to a be big, fair. Big to be fair, back next year. But. If the Broncos get Rogers and he's Aaron Rodgers, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's that's not like Aaron shitty Rogers. and not doing dumb shit during the offseason. Their defense kind of nice. They've got weapons that Teddy Bridgewater. Aaron Rodgers and that receiver is terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they're, they're I I like that. Um, we have two more to get. You have two more to get. Can I get a hint, Tyler? Uh, you may get a hint. Both of these. Are, were any of these teams in the playoffs? No. Okay, I just want to make sure. Wait, somebody yes, wasn't... yes. Oh, wait, one of them was. It's yes. the Eagles, okay. bro. It's not the Eagles. Damn it, the Eagles. Well, Steelers. Are the Eagles. No, the Steelers. It's, it's the Steelers. Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, it's the yeah. Steelers. Yeah. Pittsburgh, the Steelers. Is, Pittsburgh has the ninth worst odds to make the postseason. Your final team this. hails from I, the NFC. I forgot that the Steelers were in the playoffs. Here. I'm gonna make a wild guess. Who? Yeah, Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Gross. The Minnesota it. Vikings. Nailed That's a little disrespectful. Uh, they mean, there they, are worse teams than the Vikings. It, it kind of makes sense because, you, because you're kind of projecting this too, right? Because like, they yeah. say, oh, they could trade away Cousins in the last year of his deal. They could try to tear it down. True. There's a risk of them legitimately trying to tear it down too. Maybe not to their last atom, but tear it down to a degree where they're a bottom 10-ish team. Yeah. So, like, those are, those are, so those are your bottom 10 teams. We've already talked about... the Seahawks aren't there. I, I that's, really that's think they're, they're going to be awful. Especially like if Russell Wilson we'll leaves, which I still don't think he will, but we don't have time he's to get He's not going to leave. No, he's not so leave. I mentioned the Broncos are 8th, the Bucks are ninth, the Ravens are 10th. If you wind it back a little bit, Cowboys and 49ers occupy the next two spots. Then very shakily... Uh, in number four, uh, the Green Bay Packers 
because or five the Packers because uh, obviously if they lose Rodgers that that that's over. Um, so looking at the top four, here is my next question for you guys and Ethan. I want to ask you this first: Are the Rams getting? Just some massive disrespect here because they have the third best Super Bowl odds and the two teams ahead of them did not make the Super Bowl this year. The Chiefs and Bills are one and two. No, I don't think so. I think I think I would have put the Bills number one personally. Okay. Ooh, look at you. You've done the done the 180 on the Bills. Holy shit. Well, that is because I watched how Josh Allen played in the playoffs and I was expecting him to have that collapse game. He didn't do it. He was unbelievable. He was just choking it up during the regular season, I guess. I don't know. And that, that defense is still nasty. I'd have to look deeper into their free agents, but I don't think there's a whole ton of them. Uh, I don't think the Rams are getting totally disrespected here. I think number three is about right. Now, if you said they're number six, I would have said, oh, that's ridiculous. But number three, they're the best team in the NFC. Everybody's talked about it. You know, the Chiefs Bills game was the real Super Bowl, even though neither of the teams made the Super Bowl. But well, whatever. and here and here's was, my one here's my one point teams. with this. Here's the one thing they, that I want to bring up. I still think they were the two best teams. I think I agree with you. The Rams are the best team in the NFC with Brady gone, with a couple of other pieces moving, with Rodgers potentially moving away from the Packers. I think the Rams have considerably higher odds than the Bills or the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl. Period, because they don't have to play each other. Like that's fair. That's true. That's the that's interesting true. thing to me. Like the Rams are going to bring everybody back, and I I think especially if Rodgers goes somewhere like the Broncos, the NFC is going to suck next year. Like that's <laughs> well, going to be the Rams show mind, to lose. The the Rams aren't going to have Odell. True. Ah, Maybe. He I mean, was ACL. Oh, you meant for, yes, yes. No, in terms, yeah, he of, might I be out for part. I don't play. think he's going to be out for the whole he can year. Come though. back I, for the postseason. I think he can possibly. come back at some point. I think he can come back. At some oh, point. it's second ACL in the same knee. Uh, he's got what? He's got seven months before preseason starts or whatever. Or more it's than that. A actually. while. How, remember how long he was out with the first one? That's fair. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's what what a terrible injury, by the way. Yeah, I that's feeling so, so happy for him. But, you but know? the point remains, if Rodgers leaves, who who is there to shut them down? The Cowboys? The Niners? No. The Niners. The, the Niners, Niners are, watch out for the Niners. They're they're gonna be big Trey Lance guy back. I, I think so Trey Lance, Trey Lance opens up the ceiling for that team in a way that I mean, if they can get to the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo maybe only being able to make one throw and not being able to run the ball himself at all, imagine what they can do with a dual threat quarterback who did show some small signs of improvement when it, what was a second start or third start. So I, he's going to be a work in progress. He's going to have terrible games next season. But I just think that, like, the fact that now they can run, like, read options with the quarterback and, like, real RPOs, like, that's scary. Like, to go – I mean, if they could do that with before they had Garoppolo, like, Mina Kimes was calling for them to just play Trey Lance in these games. That's that's how out she was on um, uh, on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he, he – He's gonna. He's a lot more volatile, and he definitely lowers like the floor they have. But I think he raises the ceiling considerably. That's why I think the Niners are a fascinating team next year because, like, if everything goes right for them, they stay healthy, and and Lance plays a little bit better than they expected. They could easily make the Super Bowl. I think. I I I think so. I think it depends. All depends on Lance because he does fit their system. I mean, Shanahan's going to really be able to draw some things up with. Yeah, he's he was so locked into that running game in some ways that he can really kind of mess with that and it'll be better. It's just a matter of how Lance plays. He, he I, I, this is not to make the playoffs. I think the Niners easily will make the playoffs. It's to 
win the super or win the Super Bowl, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Or make he's, the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. Which again is he's why I thought it was Yeah, he's incredibly raw, but he's not that less talented than Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Oh, I'm, like, I'm not saying an, anything he about is talent. An incredible athlete. And I think just to put an athlete that good in a system that's already that good is that is scary. Like that. Mark Jackson that is, is also a great athlete thing. with a good system around him. And well, but he, but like, I, we're not. I, the but best I think availability is availability. But I'm I think not, Trey I'm Lance not has, about I know, I know. I don't know. I, I, Trey Lance has a probably a, like a better roster around him than the Ravens have. The Ravens have some holes, a, and B like Lance has a has a much higher ceiling as a thrower than Lamar Jackson ever did. I Lance agree, has but a much it's better arm, year. and it's I know it's a risk. Year. It's a risk. I'm not saying it. It's a guarantee. But like, if you look at how weak the NFC is, which is what we've already pointed out, and how talented he is as a throw as a as a football player, it's scary. And I. If you should be on, if the Niners, if the Niners make the Super Bowl, don't be surprised. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. This is kind of the last. Actually, Ethan, go ahead. You had something to say. No, I just it, it's tough to bet on rookie quarterbacks. You just don't know what you're getting. It doesn't matter how athletic they are. No, you're great. You like about you, I agree. System. No, I agree. It's just spooky. So I don't know but if I'd place that bet necessarily. I, I, I agree, but it's still better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Anything no, it's, it's definitely Garoppolo. better. I, I you will have say, a higher I, ceiling. You have a higher I, ceiling. Yeah, they In need ceiling. Of, that team needs ceiling you know, I think, on offense. I think my best take on a quarterback in college was that Jimmy Garoppolo was never good, and I think my worst take was thinking there was hope for Sam Bradford, which there was not. Um, <laughs> but I did want to have one final conversation before we before we kind of wrap things up for the day. So we've talked a lot about the future of the league and obviously the future of the NFC, which is going to be very light. But this is another thing that has kind of been talked about, but we haven't had a chance to discuss it on the show. I don't know how long or how short this conversation will be. Um, we're kind of entering a weird spot. We've been losing like one, two quarterbacks a year. This year it was like the purge. Like we had a bunch of quarterbacks that just exited. Tom Brady's retired, Ben Ben retired, and there are just going to be spots all over the league where we're going to have a lot of younger quarterbacks. We're going to have a lot of less developed quarterbacks. I don't necessarily know. Like I, I feel like there is certainly a bigger advantage to be gained for teams like the Bills and Chiefs and even the Bengals that already have their quarterback situation figured out. But for a lot of these middling teams, I mean, what do you guys think the answer is? Is it going to be? I mean, obviously you want to get a young quarterback and grow them up in your system and all that good stuff. But I feel like the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world are going to make a killing for the next few years while the league kind of resets itself. Uh, all I'm saying is, uh, known Bengals backup Brandon Allen is a free agent and he. <laughs> He might start somewhere. He started before. He's not that bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to talk about Brandon Allen because I, because I could. Fair. I was big on the Brandon Allen train here in <laughs> Denver, uh, but bigger than, bigger, this. bigger than the. Uh, I don't even remember that. I don't even remember his name, and I brought him up like thirty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting because. You've also, it's going to be a year where I think we get to focus more on some of these younger quarterbacks, not necessarily guys taking over for Brady or shout out Kyle Trask or for uh, Big Ben. But <laughs> I said that just the NFC so South quarterback pool. Uh. <laughs> but I think it's, we'll get a, more of a look at guys. I mean, for lack of a better look, like Trevor Lawrence, maybe he's on a shitty team, but. We're going to get a look at guys like Trey Lance and they're going to come more into the forefront rather than it being, okay, here's the Brady tier in terms of age. And then the Mahomes tier and the Mahomes and Allens of the world are the veterans now. So they're going to be looked at in a different light, I think. And we're going to see more of that. Oh, who's the new up and comer? Well, it's no longer Allen or Mahomes. 
it's going to be somebody else. And I think Burrow and Mac Jones are going to get a lot of hype just because they're on good football teams and are young. And maybe Lamar Jackson as well, which we talk way too much about Lamar Jackson in the football world, but that's a story for another time. Um, Do you hating on Lamar Jackson now? Or are you just like, he's not good? Is, is that your take? No, he was terrific this year, but like everyone like, is like, it's like, Oh, Mahomes, Allen and Jackson in the AFC. It's like easy, easy, easy. It's like, I know he was on a Madden cover one time, but like, relax. Oh, really quickly, this. just because, just because Ethan, how are you doing on time? Just out of curiosity. Cause I know you said you have something to do. I have like, Five minutes. Five minutes. Okay. If we can keep this very quick, we could try to do this. But I, I am curious now. With Brady gone, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL going into next year? Oh, oh no. I would have said Kyler Murray, but uh, I don't know anymore. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, Patrick might- Mahomes and Josh Allen are a given. Like we can, we and, and Aaron Rodgers, MVP. I mean, we can probably lock those. Three. We can lock That's those three up. Three. We can throw them away. But it gets really interesting for that four and five spot because you've got Justin Herbert, you've got Joe Burrow, you've got, I mean, there are, there are a lot of guys you can throw in that next team. Right now, hmm. I'd probably say Herbert and Burrow. You think it's Herbert um, and Burrow? Kyler Murray, Stafford? I don't know. I don't know what the hell to do with Kyler Murray at this point. I, I, I you know, Stafford's amazing. And I think Stafford's so. great, but I, I just, Burrow, that's, what Burrow did this year was insane. Like, can we, can we, can we talk <laughs> about that? Like, that was unbelievable he deserves he deserves it like I, i'm not just saying that as dude who lives in louisiana now but like i, I just he, he, he had the worst like line in the league and they made the super bowl are you kidding me what a player. Uh, i want to throw one more name out there that we haven't mentioned that should be at least in the conversation and i'm a kind of a known hater of this guy I said Ryan Tannehill was better than him at one point, but Dak Prescott should at least be in the conversation. Okay, that's fine. I heard Ryan um, Tannehill, and I was like, you're not about to make the case. I think you are. <laughs> Is Ryan no. Tannehill a top Tyler five NFL quarterback? I think the lack of good quarterbacks, I think it means that teams who have decent, even decent quarterbacks are just going to keep them. Like, if you're in Washington, like, is Kenny Pickett really going to be that much? Do you really think Kenny Pickett's going to be that much better than Tyler Heine- Taylor Heineke to the point where you're just going to use a first round pick and get rid of Taylor Heineke? Like, really? Like, like, like let's think about this for a second. And the it, quarterback market the last few years has sucked in the draft. Well, like, it hasn't been great. Well, well, the last year's draft was amazing for quarterback talent, but this year it's not good. There, there might not be a single guy who's worth using a first round pick on. Like it is bad. It Somebody's is like, going to do it. We are in EJ Manuel levels of a bad quarterback year right now. And Paxton Lynch, Christian Hackenberg, we could see a lot of those sort of dudes pop into the league this year. And I mean, unless you're really on in on the Desmond Ritter train, it's it's just a tough batch of dudes. Yeah, man. the the team that has the kind of the most interesting road, I think, with this whole quarterback situation. Actually, there's two. Because, like you say, Koki, I agree. Everybody who has a quarterback is going to keep him. You're not going to see – even Miami, I think, is going to – you know, Tua, that's our guy. We're, we're rolling. Jameis Hurts, about to get paid. The Saints. But the, the Steelers, obviously, because yeah. Mason Rudolph is not good. And But he the might Brown, be the starter next year. He, there's like a real chance he's the starter next year. 17 games of Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was high on that guy out of Oklahoma State, but – I me too. Uh, the other team that's so interesting because you don't have that market. You don't, the Browns got to do something, man, because Baker ain't it. I, he might not be able to do anything. Like, that's what I'm I saying. Know. I don't. How are they going to get an upgrade? They can't. That's the problem. 
That's exactly what I'm saying. So there's the Browns, these teams that are in this tough spot right the, now. Like the Browns are in no. The, the Browns are in hell too because at least like at least Pittsburgh is going to win like four games this year and they can put themselves in a position to draft someone better. Like I, the Browns are just going to be here. Like I, this is where the Browns live now. Because like everyone else, obviously you mentioned Card there for a second, Kogi. Obviously like, the Raiders are going to keep Card. Be dumb. Like, not, Card's like a top ten them? quarterback now. Everyone, there's still those rumors. Like that's fine, but he's like actually a good quarterback. Like why? No, that's you don't tra- even if you want to go backwards, why trade a good quarterback? Like it's gonna be so hard to even find a, like a replacement in a decent replacement. Not the just Steelers, this year unless, but the next year. But, but unless Steelers, you're trying to blow it up Sixer style, like I, I, why? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is the Steelers and the Browns are the two teams I look at that are not awful. They're not the Jags. They're not. The Bears. The Colts so the are the other team in this sort of in this I don't think Wentz is right? that like, bad, but I don't think his Wentz contract Colts, makes it. There's all these rumors. Worse. There's all these rumors that are like the Colts. They're going to be really aggressive in trying to get rid of Carson Wentz. Chris Ballard was not no very. One wants him. Oh, Chris uh, Ballard Ethan. was like he's not good at the final press conference, and and like what? Like how are they going to replace him? Ethan, I have one more team <laughs> for you to add to this here. Uh, Car- Carolina's not exactly in a great spot. Oh, with, they're uh, kind of bad. Sam Darnold. So they just might be terrible, though. I don't know. I, like, I'm not like saying in defense, terms of like, but in terms of like, I just don't know what you do. You have McCaffrey and a really solid defense and no quarterback. And you I don't keep see playing that Sam Darnold. You yeah. keep playing Sam Darnold. Sad. Like, like Oof, know, that's man. Cam's team. <laughs> I, the yeah, Colts I would be dumb to trade to trade Wentz. I, who's going to take Wentz? That's my thing. Like with that contract, who's going to be like, yeah. The Panthers might. They're the would, Panthers. They would do that. Would the Browns oh, no. trade Carson Wentz for freaking Baker Mayfield if they could? Is that He'd something? Improvement. Say, is that something Cleveland would be like? Yeah, we'll do that. If I was a Browns fan, I'd be That'd excited. Be I wouldn't that hate would it, but like that seems like a Browns Why would the Colts thing to do, do that though? Why would the Colts do that? The Colts though? wouldn't, unless they could like flee. They would never do that. Contract. I don't know. That'd be it. Probably they would have to get like money. draft capital back. They would, they would have to send draft capital back to them or something like that because yeah, that's like, the only. Plus, if you're the Colts, you want to be good still. Like, like Baker Mayfield isn't fixing your freaking quarterback problem. Like you need well, a guy who can actually play quarterback. Just keep it I'm interested in half the year one of these year, teams too. that are like kind of good, but need a quarterback. Like one of those teams is going to make it make a decision. Like, you know what? We think Kenny Pickett. He, we think he can be the guy. Matt Corral. He can fit into our Matt system Corral. perfectly. And, and year one, he can be a, he can be the, our Mac Jones. That's what they're going to say to themselves. Yeah, you know, one you of know these who, teams you know, is going to do something like that. It's going you know to gonna be, you know, who it's going to be who, that's a big Colts move right there. The Colts oh, are man, Colts. oh, man. That's a Colts I don't know. move. The Steelers, I feel like the Steelers are going to do this. They're going to be like, Matt Corral, we're just going to fit him into our new into our system. And he can learn under Mason for Rudolph for a year. And then no. I, I still I still hold out hope. It'll never it'll never happen in a million years. But I still hold out hope that like very randomly the Colts just like dump Carson Wentz and everyone's like, what are they doing? And then in this press conference, they're like, guys, we have to talk about a quarterback situation. Andrew Luck is back. Nah, Andrew Luck is having too much fun standing on sidelines wearing oversized <laughs> bowling shirts. So and that also and playing and playing uh, daddy daycare at the same yeah at the same time <laughs> yeah shout yeah, to him being a dad. I'm yeah, happy go. gotta be happy him. for Andrew Luck even though there was no reason he should have just retired on the Colts oh, like two weeks before the season that was kind of that was, that was uh, yeah that was that was kind of tough. Why did he do that? Like 
But like two weeks before the anymore. season, was two that, weeks before the season, Ethan? Was that Brissett? Are you kidding was me? Was that Brissett's yes. year? I thought so. That was yes. Brissett's year. Bring Jacoby back. Bring Jack and Brissett. Bring him he's back. Bad. Bring him back. He's oh Ethan, my gosh, he's bad. Okay. Well, and on We've and seen on him that, play enough at this point, he's bad. <laughs> and on that depressing. Wait, wait, hold on. I have one more no, thing no, to say ahead, about go this. Go ahead. Because we we actually haven't talked about the biggest like elephant in the room when it comes to these teams like scrambling for a quarterback. His name is Jimmy Garoppolo. And yeah. some team's going to look at that draft and say, someone's going to overpay for Jimmy Garoppolo. Someone's going to spend maybe one, if not two, first round picks on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm calling this right now. I Teams know. are desperate for quarterbacks. That is the only one who's openly available. That is so yeah, I'll, I'll say this. To think about. Here's, my, here's my final take of the day. <laughs> and then I really do have to go. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be in the AFC North next year. I don't know if it's going to be for the Browns. Or if it's going to be for the Steelers, Jimmy Garoppolo will be in the AFC North before the beginning of the season. Whispers. All right, there is Jimmy go. Garoppolo you, better than is better than Baker Mayfield? Whispers. I think he is, but like, is it yes. is it that much of a difference? Is it, is it really that is much it, of a difference? Is it that much of a difference? No. Is he better? Yes. Uh, he he's is. not too first. He is. Better. He's not too first he better, stinks, but he's man. definitely better. Yeah. If you put Jimmy on the Baker. Niners, if you put Baker on the Niners, would they be that much worse? Would they still make the NFC Championship game? I think they would. No, I don't think healthy, so. Baker's healthy Baker miserable. Mayfield? Last year's Baker Mayfield. If you put him on the Niners this year, no. I think they still Ugh. make the NFC Championship game. I, th- I still think they do. I still think they do. But Koki, he's funny in commercials. <laughs> he is funny. Yeah, right, right. right. and, on, and on that note, that'll about do it for this edition of the show. Um, we have something very exciting that we'll be rolling out sometime in the next couple of weeks, an announcement coming for that. But in the meantime, thank you so much for sticking with us all throughout football season for Tyler Hendry, for Ethan Jordan, and for Koki Riley. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the TBH Sports Podcast. <laughs>